Welcome to the Raise Your Volume podcast. I'm Tiffany Kane, your host, and I'm here today to talk about the Barbie craze. Yes, the Barbie craze. But I'm going to talk about something that I'm not hearing many people talk about when it comes to Barbie. First off, warning, I am going to be talking about the movie. So if you haven't seen the Barbie movie yet, A, why haven't you seen it? And B, go see it and then come back and listen to this episode because there will probably be some spoilers in this podcast episode. I loved the movie. And I've got to tell you, I've been thinking pretty deeply about the movie ever since I saw it. And I saw the movie with my partner, David, and we have talked about it multiple times since seeing it, which is crazy, right? (laughs) I kind of drug him along, (laughs) not quite willingly. And he came and he watched the movie with me. And then we've just had these deep discussions ever since. And I just love the themes. I loved the feminism theme, the exploring patriarchy and the damages patriarchy does to both men and women. Uh, I loved exploring how there really isn't a such thing as perfection, how humanity with its imperfections is just so beautiful. There were just so many messages and just the celebration of femininity, right? Like the pinks and the flowers and the beautiful things and the the dark and the light and all the things that come with being feminine were celebrated in this movie. So I absolutely loved it. But what is the part of the movie that I'm going to talk about today that not many people are talking about? Well, it's Midge, the pregnant Barbie. (laughs) She was introduced back in the 60s as Barbie's best friend, and she wasn't pregnant then. She was just cute and had freckles and was just like a sidekick to Barbie. And over the years, she was taken away and brought back and taken away and brought back. And then in 2002, Midge was brought into the Happy Family collection. She was married to Alan and they had a little baby, I think Ryan or something like that. And she was pregnant and she actually had a detachable belly with a baby inside. I know, weird. Um, She was discontinued the same year she was released as pregnant Midge. And this is what I want to talk about. This is what I want to talk about. Now, we all know Girls can play with baby dolls, right? Girls have baby dolls. Boys can play with baby dolls too, right? You know, we live in a time when, you know, baby dolls are universal and can be played with by anybody. But, you know, I'm I'm turning 50 in January. So when I was little, we played with baby dolls. That's girls played with baby dolls. And Barbie was unique, right? Barbie was special. Barbie was not a baby. She was grown up. She wore beautiful clothing and she could do really cool things and she had her own house. And so Barbie was really, really special, especially to my generation of young women, right? The beginning opening scene of Barbie shows these little girls in this like desolate, desolate scene, playing with their baby dolls and playing tea and holding their babies. And it's all very drab and desolate in the scene because all little girls could do was pretend they were moms and play with babies. And then Barbie came along and changed all of that. And then along comes pregnant Midge. Now, 
she, like I said, introduced in 1960. And over the course of, you know, almost 20 years, came back in the scene in various forms as um, Barbie's sidekick best friend. But in 2002, she was introduced as pregnant Midge as part of the Happy Family series and was in collaboration with CBS and something they were doing on teaching about family units and all of this kind of stuff. And Pregnant Midge was pulled that same year. And why was Pregnant Midge pulled? Because she glorified pregnancy. So let me say that again. She was pulled because she glorified pregnancy. And the public was worried that if girls played with a pregnant doll, it would glorify pregnancy, teen pregnancy, whatever. But they could play with babies and play at being mothers. They just couldn't play with an actual pregnant mother. Do you get where I'm going here? Do you see why I wanted to talk about this? This is a big deal, my friends. I think if we really dig under this, we get into some deep patriarchal messaging that is part of why (laughs) so many of us are messed up as mothers. (laughs) I'm raising my hand in that one. We get so many confusing messages. It's okay to play with a baby doll and pretend you're a mother. But once we're actually, we see a pregnant woman or a nursing mother, heaven forbid a mother nurses her baby in public, how could she? That somehow this actual being a mother has shameful pieces to it. Showing the baby bump. I mean, we've all heard those messages. Cover the baby bump. Don't show the baby bump. Do you know there was a time in history where pregnant mothers couldn't even go out in public? They couldn't even go out in public. And then when they did, they had to be in these big, giant moo-moo things that didn't actually show their baby bump whatsoever, right? Like it was something shameful. Do you know in the time of corsets, they would tighten their corset to try to minimize the pregnancy bump? Do you know how that damaged the mother and the baby? Insane. So there is something nefarious about motherhood, about actually being a mother, not playing with the baby doll. That's perfectly okay. We're going to train our little girls how to play with baby dolls and how to play at being a mother. But when we're faced with an actual mother, like the Midge doll, oh my heavens, how dare we let children play with an actual pregnant doll? Oh my gosh. How dare we let the image of a pregnant woman be on the cover of a magazine. Do you remember when Demi Moore showed her belly on the cover of a magazine? She was naked. I think it was Vanity Fair. She was painted naked and showed her belly. Do you remember the controversy about that? The shock and the controversy. So there's something about a mother that's where the problem comes in. Now let's look at this a little deeper. Let's exit Barbie land for just a little bit. Let's go into Disney. Huh. How does Disney treat mothers? Oh, they're dead or they're evil. 
or they're just absent and not part of the story whatsoever, right? Like, is this crazy? Nemo's mother dies a violent death. Bambi's mother dies a violent death. The fox and the hound, Todd's mother dies a violent death. Even Little Mermaid, her mother was killed by pirates. And it's not in the Disney story, but it's in the Little Mermaid story. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy how many times in popular culture, in fairy tales, in stories, we tell our children that the mother is dead or the mother is evil or she's just not there. She's non-existent. And here's how the messaging gets into our heads as people that eventually become mothers. It's that mothers are expendable. Now, David and I argued about this exact word, expendable. His understanding of expendable and my understanding of expendable are very different. When I say mothers are expendable, what I mean is when a woman becomes a mother, who she is as a woman no longer exists, right? Her life before becoming a mother doesn't matter anymore. And her life, once she becomes a mother, is all about motherhood. We're taught over and over again that mothers need to be self-sacrificing and giving. And our world needs to revolve around our children. There's a certain bit of necessity there, right? Like there's a certain amount of time where our bodies are feeding our babies if you're the biological mother. And if you're an adoptive mother, you know, you're, you're nurturing and you're bonding and you're working very hard to connect with your child. But this, this is a damaging message. It's a damaging message that has quieted women's voices for centuries upon centuries, where our sole job, our only reason for existing is to be a mother. And outside of that, we don't exist. We're expendable. We can be killed off, right? It doesn't matter. And for a long time, motherhood was the number one killer of women as well. I mean, let's just be honest. Having a baby was a death sentence for many, many women. It, it killed us. And I know myself, I had a very high-risk pregnancy and high-risk delivery. And I almost died with both my children. And my second one was really, really bad. I was in super bad shape. Definitely life-threatening for me. And traumatic, and I know I'm not the only one that had this experience. But here's the thing. If a mother wants to pursue her career, and let's say she needs to be gone for two or three weeks to do something for her career, how does society look at her? What kind of questions do they ask her? Who's taking care of the children. Aren't you worried about the children while you're gone? How does it feel to leave your children for that amount of time? It doesn't feel good, but she's allowed to have a career. Do they ask those same questions of fathers? Do they say to a father, oh, you're leaving for two weeks for a business job, for, for business to, to do something for your career? Who's taking care of the children? Oh, who asks a man that? And so women become expendable as women and can only exist as mothers. 
sense of, I, I just, I really think this is something we need to dig into more and understand more because I tell you what, I know so many mothers that have so many mental health challenges that are directly related to being a mother and the stress of being a mother, of being a good enough mother, of being a perfect mother, of doing all of the right things. Heaven forbid something terrible happens to one of our children. Who gets blamed first? The mother. I have a beautiful friend who was in a tragic car accident and her child died in that car accident, her three-year-old child. Do you know the field day the trolls on Facebook had about her child dying in that car accident and all of the ways that it was her fault? It's her baby that died. If a parent, if anything happens to a child and they get hurt or they die or they go missing, the immediate response is, the mother must have been negligent. The mother must have done something wrong. There's so much stress around this. So much stress. Stinking birthday party. Do you know the work and the stress and the production that goes into putting in a birthday party? I've washed my hands of the deal. <laughs> we have three or four friends over for a sleepover and they get to decorate their own cupcakes and make their own pizzas. I mean, that's how exciting our birthday parties are. But People will spend hundreds and hundreds, even thousands of dollars on the perfect birthday party and stress and put all this effort into it. Even these Instagram moms, these momfluencers that have to show this perfect face of motherhood. That's a lot of stress. It's a lot of stress. And who are they outside of motherhood? What are they interested in outside of motherhood? How many moms feel comfortable showing that and fully being in the person who they are outside of motherhood? It's very interesting, isn't it? So I want to go back to pregnant Midge, that pregnant doll who was part of a family. It was the happy family unit. And the outrage that came with this doll hitting the market as a pregnant doll. And I want to ask you, why do you think there was an outrage? Would you be outraged? Would you let your child, male, female, gender fluid child, would you let your child play with pregnant Mitch? Why or why not? Would you buy pregnant Mitch? Why or why not? I'm interested in this topic. I'm interested in seeing what you have to say about the topic. So here we go. Today we're talking about motherhood and how our voices are so often silenced. So I ask you, I ask you to raise the volume of your voice. I'm listening. 